Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST. And up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. It's me, Francie, and you are joining me on the Out of Spec podcast. Today, I am bringing you from my great-grandmother's desk news of the newest EV on the market from Honda. And if only she could see me now and how, man, oh, man, the world has changed. So this is Honda's first EV introduction. So it is aptly named the Honda Prologue. It is the first all-electric SUV, a mid-sized SUV, offering from them. And they expect it off the bat to, they expect it to get an estimated EPA range of 300 miles on a full charge. Of course, it is DC fast charging capable. And I'm going to dive into all the specs, but my first take is that this is a typical offering from Honda here. It, it aligns with the Honda brand, even the way that it looks to um, how it's really not too out of the box. It seems to be on brand for them. You know, they could have taken some risks here. I think that they could have maybe uh, done more with the battery and the charging speeds in turn, but we'll go over the specs. And maybe the point is to be a transition car. You know, it's just the prologue. That means that there are more coming. In fact, Honda aims to be all electric by 2040, I believe, which is a bit behind automakers who have said uh, like 2030, 2035. But again, this is their first EV. So overall, perhaps it's more of a transition, not only for Honda, but for their consumers, their customers who are used to driving those reliable ICE Honda vehicles and maybe might be more hesitant to switch over that this could be a more approachable version of an EV. It's not too much of a spaceship and uh, perhaps is a little bit more comfortable. Honda describes the car as stylish, sporty, and spacious. For the cabin, they've noted an 11-inch digital instrument display. They have a standard 11.3-inch touchscreen in the in the middle in the cluster there, and it'll have the standard Google built in on top of wireless Apple CarPlay and the Android Auto compatibility, if you'd like it. 
And the first deliveries are set for 2024. So we're not going to see those this year, but next year we're supposed to. The starting MSRP is just under 50K, which is automatically out of reach for a lot of people. Although this price does not include any tax credits or incentives like that. So we'll see what it's looking like in 2024 when you buy or lease a new Honda and how you can take advantage of credits offered to you by the federal government or the state that you live in. It has the permanent magnet direct drive motor. You can get 19, as low as 19, up to 21 inch wheels sizes. It, uh, the elite version, there's there's three options you can pick from, and I'll go over those as well, but has 288 horsepower. They've reported that the DC fast charging rates go up to 155 kilowatts, and it has an 85 kilowatt hour lithium ion battery. So it's not the fastest charging. Um, you know, it's probably better for those who have the at-home charging and not to rely on the on the public network, although you'll see they have a lot of public charging network incentives that they're offering with the Prologue. And uh, the battery, you know, it's 85 kilowatt hours, 300 mile range. And based on more, more that they've told us, it can get 65 miles in 10 minutes of fast charging. Of course, that's probably in ideal conditions. And that's actually, you know, it's not, not super fast. You're not getting a lot of range in 10 minutes. In terms of its size, it's 192 inches long, 64.7 inches tall. 78 inches in width, and then has a wheel base of 121.8 inches. It also features this opening panoramic sunroof with a retractable shade. I do love that. Love to be able to see the outside. And then the Touring and Elite options have the Bose Premium Audio. So you can get in there and bump. A couple options for you here as well. So it's built on this EV platform, of course. This has a multi-link front and rear suspensions that have reportedly been you know, optimized for the CV. And you have the choice between the single motor front wheel drive option or a dual motor all wheel drive option. And there are three trim levels, the EX, the Touring and the Elite. The Elite option has the standard all wheel drive, which is also available on the EX and Touring options too, but it has the dual motor arrangement. And that has the estimated 288 horsepower and 333 pound foot of torque. This elite option is also the only one with a with the sport driving mode option. So this is reported to have a quicker throttle and steering response, a bit firmer steering, increased braking power, and other enhancements for the sport driving mode in the elite trim. Honda's pretty known for safety, so I was interested to see what kind of smart uh, optimization for safety that they're going for here. They're always going to be shooting for, you know, the so top safety pick and the NHTSA five-star ratings, for instance, you know, Honda is a family car. It's reliable. It's um, also very popular. So to be able to appeal to that same sort of uh, customer market, I think that's what they're doing here. But one aspect that would hope to support this safety priority approach is the Honda sensing technology. Historically, this has featured things like driver attention monitoring, lane uh, departure warnings, collision warnings, adaptive cruise control, and more. So typical things that we've seen. But on this new prologue, we have Honda's first go at the rear cross-traffic braking, the blind zone steering assistant, and the rear pedestrian alert. 
they even included something called the active sound control. So you might be able to guess why or what EV sound control might be. And so this is a repetitive high or low frequency sound that is emitted based on whether the car is accelerating or decelerating. So it's this artificial sound that we've seen automakers with EVs play with. You know, there's the big room rooms that they've tried to implement. There's more humming that we can see in EVs. And it is a concern of safety, right? Can you be heard? So it'll be interesting to actually hear what the what the Honda sounds like compared to other models on the market. Let's talk about charging. So like I said earlier, it has those DC fast charging rates of up to 155 kilowatts. So that's, you know, usable on all, all public networks. Uh, a lot of fast chargers that are being put in are rated for up to 350 kilowatts and some are going up even more. So it can't really take advantage of that ability. The Prologue EV and the Acura ZDX SUVs, I believe, will just be getting the same offerings. But also, speaking of public charging, they will both have the combined or the CCS port at launch and then planning for that NAX compatibility in the future. So we'll see how Honda rolls that out uh, with the transition over to NAX that seems to be very clearly incoming. So they've included charging incentives for this. So there's actually a few options. There's three options and I'll just briefly go over them. But Honda has partnered with both EVgo and Electrify America to offer public charging incentives. So it's a dollar amount or a kilowatt hour amount based on if it's with EVgo or EA. So option number one is a home charging station. So this is 11.5 kilowatts, a $100 public charging credit with EVgo or 60 kilowatt hours on Electrify America. Spoiler alert, it is consistent across offers that Electrify America will be giving you 60 kilowatt hours on their network. That doesn't change option to option, offer to offer to offer. And then also along with this, you get $500 of an installation incentive. This comes through the Honda Home Electrification. This is their online marketplace for home charging. Option number two. You can choose from a or choose to get a portable charging kit. This is 7.6 kilowatts. You could also, and this comes with $300 on the EVgo network and 60 kilowatt hours on Electrify America, and then $250 for the installation incentive through that same Honda Home electrification. And finally, if those don't work for you, maybe you don't have a home, you don't need a charger, or you just can't have one, you can go all public network charging, $750 on the EVgo network, and again, 60 kilowatt hours on Electrify America. So these are big chunks of change. I think this is great. It's really actually a good chunk of change. It takes a lot to rack up a bill that much unless all you're doing is public charging. And, you know, usually um, if you are, hopefully you're doing some level two charging when possible because you want to consider the health of your EV battery. You don't want to charge it up to 100% all the time. In terms of public charging, Honda, like I mentioned, was part of this consortium of the seven automakers, BMW Group, General Motors, Honda, Hyundai, Kia, Mercedes-Benz, and Stellantis. And they announced that initiative to build 30,000 high-powered charge points in urban and highway locations to ensure their customers can charge whenever and wherever they need. They're planning to offer both CCS and NACS connectors, and they have a goal of opening their first stations in the summer of next year, 2024. So we'll see how that also plays into Honda transitioning into the EV space. But this is a first look at what they're doing. I also want to point out the fact that the Honda Prologue is built using the same Ultium platform that we are familiar with, with 
GM's recent EVs. So not only is it the Ultium platform, you know, the motors, but also the Ultium battery technology. And it's a little bit different, but they're leveraging what exists here. You know, they're not coming up with their own battery technology and battery chemistry, but like I said, using what is around and what seems to be working, it'll be interesting to see how they change it uh, with their whatever follows the prologue. So we can see that the prologue is similar, especially to the to the Chevy Blazer EV, but it's also quite distinct, like I said, which I appreciate. We didn't really see the exact copy, carbon copy, like we did with the BZ4X and the Subaru Solterra that are extremely similar EVs, have the same problems, um, have the same uh, good qualities as well, but were made in the same place and uh, didn't really have that much difference besides the different shell. And if you sit in a BZ4X and you sit in a Subaru Solterra, you can tell right away that uh, they are very, very similar cars. So the 2024 Chevy Blazer EV, I'm going to pull up this trim level breakdown that I took or I found with GM Authority that really dives into, there's a lot of trims for the Chevy Blazer EV, six trims, and they differ you know, in a lot of ways, but the MSRP starts with the 2LT around $57,000. So that's higher than what Honda is saying, um, which will be in the upper 40,000 range for the prologue. But then the Chevy Blazer EV based on trim goes up to 60K with the RS. And then the SS is apparently TBD, the MSRP on that. But so we can see here, so just a reminder, I said the prologue has that 85 kilowatt hour battery, 300 mile range up to 155 uh, peak fast charge rate. Here we can see the 2LT forward wheel drive and the 2LT all wheel drive. But and it, basically these models with this 85, the same battery pack, the Ultium battery pack, 85 kilowatt hours only goes up to 150 kilowatts. So I'm curious where the difference is there. Not exactly sure. Um, they also have different driving ranges. And with the Chevy Blazer EV, it can go all the way up to 320, and then the lowest can be 279 based on the trim that you're getting. But the Honda Prologue right in the middle, 300. I haven't read anything about them offering different battery packs, uh, but also what I do like that is distinct about the Prologue is the Moto Compacto. So this is the electric scooter that you can get in the back of the Prologue, and this is a call to their past. Uh, Honda used to offer this in their ICE vehicles, a while ago and I, I do like this playful feature where they're bringing in more electric technology and throwing it into the trunk um, and I think other ways to get around besides cars are also uh, great to consider. And like I said, like we know, this is Honda's first step into the EV space. I wonder what we're going to see next. It's taken a hot minute for them to get here and by hot minute, I mean a cold minute. It's been a while to get Honda moving on this. Um, I'd love to see them keep up with their reputation as a reliable car maker. Um, while they haven't taken any, many big risks here, I do understand that, but I also worry that they haven't necessarily put the most competitive aspects into this car. The 300 mile range is good. The charging speeds seem to be a bit low. But again, we'll have to see more about Honda moving into the EV space in the future. They've mentioned that they might bring over their production onto U.S. soil, take advantage of those tax credits, federal grants encouraging this. So I would like to see that. 
Additionally, they have this e-architecture. So I've spoken a little bit how Honda has kept themselves distinct. It's not just the Chevy Blazer EV with a different shell on it. Uh, and they've spoken to their own e-architecture is what they call it, e colon architecture, where they're going to be building their own distinct EVs with their technology, really optimizing it. And I want to see that come through. They are apparently going to really be bringing that about in the future. They obviously didn't do everything in-house with the prologue. And I think that's fine. They're utilizing what's out there and what works, taking lessons learned. This is only the prologue. And I hope that they continue to build on what they've got. That is the new Honda Prologue EV, the first of its kind for Honda. And I'm looking forward to them becoming a competitor in this space. We need more and Honda needs to definitely catch up in the game. So thanks for tuning in. We will see you next time on the Outer Spec Podcast. Feel free to tweet me at hey underscore Francie for news topics that you'd like to cover. And we will see you next time. Bye, y'all. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.